Just when you thought the dust had settled in the Big Ten, there's expansion talk again. I'll have the latest right here. Locked on Big Ten starts now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome again to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you so much for checking us out. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, here we go again, expansion talk, and we have news and notes from around the Big Ten camps. The pads are on, we're hitting, it's happening, and we'll have our pigskin picks. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Subscribe and share and like. I love it. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you for helping me out. Lots of moving parts in the Big Ten. You know, we just settled in on Southern Cal and UCLA coming in one year. Everybody loves the football schedules that were released a couple of weeks ago. They're nice and tidy for 2024 and 2025. Everybody plays each other on a rotation. The rivals are intact. And every four years, uh, every four-year player will get to visit every stadium in the Big Ten, which is cool. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. And Tony Petiti even said during the media days, all right, I'm done with that big stuff. Now I got to work on the Olympic sports and get their schedules together. As he talked at the big 10 media days last week, and he's just moving forward, settling into the new job first hundred days on the job. But now all of a sudden he has a complication or two in his job because the PAC 12 is on absolute life support. The PAC 12 it's been around since 1915 and it could disappear before our very eyes. It's just, it has no viable TV deal whatsoever. I mean, right now on the table is Apple streaming, and it will, you know, none of the schools want it because they would only make only $20 million each on it, and they're told, well, if we get a lot of subscriptions on Apple TV, then the number will go out. Nobody's buying it. They want guaranteed money. It's not enough. And by the way, I hear that that deal from Apple is off the table uh, at the end of this week. So that's not going to be out there available forever. Meanwhile, the Big Ten is on Fox, NBC, CBS. They got themselves a seven-year, $8 billion deal. They are golden. So teams are bolting the Pac-12. They're out. Colorado, they're off to the Big 12. The Arizona schools are huddling. The Utah is huddling. Everybody's discussing the Big 12, where they can make $32 million a year and be sure of it. Every school, every board of trustee, every school president, everybody's having emergency meetings right now out in the Pac-12, and Big 12, and the ACC. Everybody's trying to figure out what to do. Big 10 and the SEC are very stable. Um, there are multiple reports now, though, that the Big 10 – is actually in talks about uh, expanding with Washington and Oregon. Yesterday, here's how fast this thing's moving. Yesterday, they were considering taking Cal and Stanford in because the rumor was that the Big Ten, the presidents in the Big Ten, 
they like the academia. They like the idea of having Stanford and Cal in the Big Ten, but it doesn't seem like anybody else is really into it. There isn't much interest in it. So it seems just in the past 24 hours, it's gone back to just Washington and Oregon. And I think Oregon is leading the way as far as leaving. Washington says it will do whatever Oregon does. Um, but the one problem, the, the Big Ten, there's a couple problems here. Big Ten has to decide. Are we going to be 16 schools? Are we going to be 18 schools? Are we going to be the Big 20? Where are we going to be? Right now, it just looks like just Oregon and, and Washington. And the one hiccup that I mentioned in yesterday's podcast was, so the Big Ten has this brand new deal. Once they get USC and UCLA and they got their 16 schools and they're going to divide this pie up 16 ways. Well, what if you bring in two more teams that aren't really bringing in any revenue? Now you got to split up the pie 18 ways and every school gets a little bit less. That was probably going to be a big hurdle for the Big Ten to go extend any invitations from anybody. Plus, they didn't want to appear like they were poaching schools from the conference, although they clearly got USC and UCLA. Nevertheless, all the West Coast schools, they're in panic mode right now. And one little piece of information I heard today that Fox is agreeable to kicking in a few more bucks to help the uh, to help give uh, Washington and Oregon some money. That seems to me to be the last hurdle, and if that hurdle is gone, that part of the deal with those two schools can move pretty quickly. So be on your toes. We're going to be all over this here on Lockdown Big Ten. So if they got that figured out. Um, the Big Ten would just own the West Coast. And again, I, they, maybe they don't think the San Francisco market is as necessary with Cal and Stanford. They're good with the, with Washington, the Seattle area, and Oregon, and getting Portland. And then they got they own Los Angeles. So that'll be good. They'll have access to late-night games. They'll be late-night out in the East. They'll be prime time in the West, prime viewing out there. Everybody gets their money. Big Ten schools are making $59 million each, and that's going up every single year. So if this all comes together and we have this many West Coast schools, I'm wondering if the Big Ten could continue to uh, give up uh, divisions in the conference. You know, they just they just got rid of it to try and make things a little more fair. I'm wondering if they're going to have to go right back to it, like have a Big Ten West and a Big Ten East. I, I don't know. Someone suggested, and this is kind of cool, that maybe the Big Ten Championship, instead of being played at Lucas Oil Field in Indianapolis, go to the old traditional Rose Bowl. Look, uh, these schools are coming from the Pac-12 into the Big Ten. The Big Ten has the history with the Rose Bowl. Play the championship game in December in the Rose Bowl. Makes sense to me. Now, there's more going on here that could also involve the Big Ten. Now let's switch to the other side of the country. In 2016, the ACC entered a 20-year broadcast deal with ESPN, and it created the ACC network, among other things, and the deal runs to 2036. It's got 13 more years on the deal. Each ACC school only makes about $39 million a year. As I just told you, the Big Ten's making 59 and up. And the SEC is paying its schools north of $50 million a year, and it's going up. And meanwhile, these ACC schools, they're locked in to this horrible low-paying deal. And they got 13 more years of this. And once the SEC adds Texas and Oklahoma, the numbers will only go up. 
The Big Ten adds UCLA and USC. The numbers go up. Very shortly, there could be a $30 million per year per school gap between what the ACC schools are getting and what the Big Ten and the SEC schools are getting. And if you add that up with 13 more years of that, these ACC schools are going to fall behind by like $400 million each. They can't sustain. They can't, they can't continue like that. They, the market is getting away from them. They are locked into a bad deal. Problem is, it's a grant of rights deal. That means if an ACC school were to leave the ACC, get a TV deal somewhere else, that TV money still goes to the ACC. The ACC owns their home TV broadcast rights. That's part of the deal. And the buyout, if you want to leave the ACC, is also an additional $120 million. So it's a mess. And there have been a handful of schools, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech, their lawyers have been combing through that TV contract, the media rights deal, tooth and nail. Every sentence. Now, I don't know if they have found anything that they could break the, the contract or not. Somebody said, uh, some people are saying it's pretty airtight. But then Florida State got pretty aggressive this week, verbally. I'm not just talking about some unnamed sources or somebody associated with the program or an assistant athletic director. No, the school president and the lead booster both issued statements this week. The school president, Richard McCullough, said this. We are not satisfied with our current situation. We love the ACC. Our goal is to stay in the ACC, but to stay in the ACC under the current situation is hard for us to figure out how we remain competitive unless there is a major change in revenue distribution within the ACC, quote unquote. A couple of things about that. All right. He said our goal is to stay in the ACC. Well, Colorado two weeks ago said it's our goal to stay in the Pac-12, and then the next week they bolted. So don't uh, trust in that. I don't know if they want to stay in the ACC. Uh, also, as far as being competitive in the ACC, look, Florida State hasn't been competitive competitive on the field until last year for the previous five years. They had a good year last year, and they look to be good this year. But they weren't competitive for a long time. When they say we have to be competitive, that means in dollars. That means dollars and cents and earning as much as other comparable schools and other conferences. That is what this is all about. Florida State Board of Trustee Drew Weatherford says, quote, it's not a matter of if we leave, it's a matter of how and when, unquote. They got to decide how much they got to write a check for and get out of there or what, what the case is. They are trying so hard to get out of there. And they even said, look, we're going to put a 12-month plan together, an exit strategy. So it's happening. The reason I mention all this would the Big Ten consider Florida State? You know, 24 to 48 hours ago, we were talking, all right, the Big Ten's going to take Washington, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal, and then they'll have their 20 teams. Now it looks like they're only interested in Washington and Oregon. Now, does it mean the Big Ten stays at 18 and takes a breath? Does that mean they can now maybe take on Florida State and the Clemson? Of course, nobody's even talking about Notre Dame who's out there. It's very interesting. But the Big Ten seems happy, like they can dominate the West Coast with what they have. If they get uh, Washington and Oregon, in addition to the Los Angeles schools, uh, I don't know what the ultimate number is. I have a feeling it's going to land on twenty. I have a feeling the the Big Ten, the SEC, 
And also the, the Big 12 will all eventually land on having 20 teams and three super conferences at that. So that's a look at the conference landscape right now. As of today, it could change an hour from now. We're going to continue to keep an eye on it. This is going to be a running story here on Lockdown Big Ten. We are also going to look at camps around the Big Ten. The pads are on. The helmets are on. Hitting. We actually have some news out of Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Rutgers we'll share with you. So we will do all that as we continue right here on Lockdown Big Ten. So the conferences are trying to find the right schools for the conference. The teams are trying to find the right players for the teams, putting all the pieces together. It's just like at your office if you need to hire somebody. Now, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager in your small business. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Makes it so much easy. We all dread it. We've, I've been in this position. I've had to hire people. Takes forever. You got to interview people. It takes up time where you could be doing your real job. Not, uh, not with LinkedIn jobs. Go check them out. The posting of the jobs is easy. Then you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Let everybody know about it. Simple tools like screening questions. Make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire and put on your team. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right so a couple of things from camps around the big 10 i saw a lot of videos a lot of tweets a lot of information out there it's really cool i'll share some of it with you here first of all wisconsin fan uh by the way we were going to have Ryan Herrings on from Lockdown Badgers. He was scheduled to join us. We talked about it in yesterday's podcast, but uh, something came up, so we had to reschedule. No problem. We'll get that done. That we're not going to talk about the Badgers. Uh, Luke Fickle tweeted out, at Coach Fick, by the way, I should put this on Tuesday tweets, a video of him uh, texting a message about jump around for Badger Nation, ready to go. We do have some news, though. Clay Cundiff and Jack Eschenbach, that's the, the team's top two tight ends from last year. And suddenly, mysteriously, they're not on the roster. So uh, Cundiff was hurt in the Ohio State game last year, and he missed the entire spring. And uh, Eschenbach was pretty active this past spring, getting ready for his sixth year at Wisconsin. But um, he wasn't really committed uh, to, to the idea of coming back. And it looks like he didn't. I don't know. Maybe he got a job and got on with his life. But Nevertheless, they are still carrying seven tight ends on the roster. Fifth-year senior Hayden Rucci and redshirt sophomore Jack Pugh leading the way there. Ohio State Buckeye camp. Ryan Day out there, he says Devin Brown and Kyle McCord are splitting first-team snaps. You know, he said he was going to do it. He said it was going to be an open competition, and uh, I respect that, even though I think we all feel like it's going to be Ke uh, Kyle McCord's job. McCord's the most experienced by far. He's a true junior. 
He's played in 12 games. He's completed 71% of his passes. Meanwhile, Devin Brown, redshirt freshman, he has 15 plays of experience. You got one guy's played in 12 games. You got another guy that's only taken 15 snaps in a game. Although Brown does have the ability to extend plays a little better, a little more athletic than McCord. But look, here's what I think is going to happen. I'll look into my, my crystal ball, if you will. They open up at Indiana. There are four touchdown favorites in that game. If things go according to Ohio State's plan, I think McCord starts the game, probably plays into the third quarter or three full quarters, and then Brown comes in the fourth quarter. That's my prediction. I don't know that. If Ryan Day heard me say that right now, he'd be probably upset with me. But I think that's what's going to happen. Michigan State Spartan fans. I don't know if you saw this, but you got to get on social media and find the videos. A a ton of kids uh, tweeted stuff out. The school tweeted it out, but they got brand new locker rooms there at Michigan state. And there's a great scene of Mel Tucker leading the whole team behind them to look in the doors and, and we'll go walk in their locker room for the first time. And it is really cool. This room is from the future. They got nice uh, green and black leather chairs in front of each of the lockers. They've got, I don't know, neon or LED laser green lights all over the place. It just looks really futuristic, and it's really cool, and the players are very excited about it. So make, find, find your favorite Twitter uh, or account or somebody from Michigan State and look at the video. It's fantastic. Uh, Penn State, Drew Aller, saw some video of him throwing dimes out there. Again, James Franklin says it's going to be a quarterback competition. I respect that. But again, it's Aller. He's going to be the starter. The guy's on a short list of possible Heisman Trophy winners. So that's who's who's going to go for Penn State. Rutgers did make an announcement. Uh, Greg Schiano did say Gavin Wimsett will be the starter. That's unique because you remember last year, Shallow didn't uh, name a starter until right before the first game of the season. So now totally different. They're going on the first day of camp. They know who the starter is going to be. That's the plan. They're going to work and proceed through camp uh, with Wimsett as the starting quarterback. Played in eight games last year, started in six, dual threat guy. Evan Simon, redshirt sophomore, played in nine games last year. He started two. He'll be the backup. I saw another video of the first day of camp in Bloomington for the Indiana Hoosiers. The team was out there, and then uh, Tom Allen comes out of the tunnel and grabs the bullhorn and then runs out. Now, if you know anything about Tom Allen, Tom Allen never needs a bullhorn. You can hear him wherever he's at. He's loud and enthusiastic and full of energy. Him on a bullhorn? Stand back. I thought that was kind of funny. Of course, Jim Harbaugh leading the Michigan Wolverines, starting practice up, practicing for a game he won't be coaching in. Although, have you noticed we still haven't had an official announcement yet on the four-game suspension? I don't know if his lawyers are still negotiating, trying to get it down to three with the NCAA, whatever the case may be. And uh, saw a lot on social media from Michigan fans out there that, by the way, the team from Ohio hasn't beaten us in a 1,000 days. So. Not Harbaugh, just other people. I'd like to post that up. Husker Stadium is 100 years old, if you can believe that. And they are asking for pictures to uh, send of you uh, previous games in the Sea of Red at Twitter, at Huskers. And ross Eight Stadium is also 100 years, by the way, in West Lafayette. A lot of old stadiums around the Big Ten. At Hawkeye. 
uh, released a really cool video of the Hawkeyes practicing and getting ready and the first day of, of practice and the season. It's about two and a half minutes long, with some music. That's pretty cool. Worth checking out if you're a Hawkeye fan. Again, at Hawkeye on Twitter. And Maryland posted a team photo. Mike Loxley says his team is ready to fight for a championship right now. He said, look, I started here in 2019. I said this is a five-year plan. This is year five. We're going to go get it. So, look, high bar is set. He's good to go. Talia Tongavola in his fourth year there in Maryland says he's not leaving this place until his feet touch the turf in Indianapolis. And he didn't mean during media day. He meant during the Big Ten Championship. So that's the latest on America. And again, they were they, uh, nice, nice team photo. A lot of, a lot of teams do a team photo on the first day. So that's, that's pretty cool. And finally, I should have saved this for Tuesday tweets. I saw a tweet from at fifth quarter FSU. There's a Florida state fan with all the news going on about his school president and wanting out of the ACC. He said, Hey, you need, uh, he needs some, uh, some good, big, uh, big 10 accounts to follow. So I suggested at talk big 10 and follow us here on uh, on lockdown big 10 that would be more than welcome i want to thank all of you for making lockdown big 10 your first listen every day again a note to you every day is out there thank you so much for being part of this show and uh, we'll continue to have the latest from training camps and the latest on any big 10 expansion that comes over the weekend meanwhile be sure if you have it to subscribe i, I got a message today hey i subscribed like you said thank you subscribe Get that number over 2,000 for us here on Lockdown Big Ten. It'll help us out. Also, share, follow, and like Locked On Big Ten. Coming up, our weekly feature that we have here on this particular day of the week, Pigskin Picks. No games yet, but I will tell you, the lines are starting to move a little bit for week one. We'll share all that with you here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, these uh, schools are trying to put together a championship team. We just Coach Loxley at Maryland just said, uh, this is it. We're going to fight for this championship. And uh, you got to make sure you got every player. And they're a perfect fit for your team. It's the same thing when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop at eBay Motors, you know, they have over 122 million parts to choose from. You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are absolutely guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Time now for our pigskin picks. I'm going to put them on the screen here in a second in case you're just watching or listening on audio. The video we do on YouTube. We've got some graphics and pictures from time to time for you to enjoy. Uh, but first, uh, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen. Thank you so much. Go ahead and, and, and follow us, and subscribe, and share, and like. I love you for it. All right, let's uh, put it up. Pigs and picks. Now, when the season starts, we are going to pick the games. We're going to do money line, which means we're going to pick the winners. But I will give you point spreads. And I'm going to put these up here because these have moved 
maybe it's because teams are in camp or, or maybe and people are starting to bet and the lines are moving just a little bit. Let's start off with um, August 31st, the Nebraska game at Minnesota. That's the first game of the Big Ten slate. Minnesota at uh, minus six and a half. I think that was about seven before. I think that's dropped a half a point. September 1st, Central Michigan at Michigan State. That's been a two-touchdown game all summer. It's uh, minus 14 for Michigan State. On the second, Utah State is at Iowa, and that is a 23-point spread now uh, favoring Iowa. Also, East Carolina at Michigan. This has dropped at half a point in the last week or so. It's now minus 34. It was 34 and a half. Fresno State at Purdue, minus five and a half. Purdue, I think that's a full point. I think that was six and a half earlier this summer. Ohio State at Indiana, Indiana plus 27 and a half. That's been consistent all summer long. That hasn't moved at all. Towson is at Maryland. And I couldn't find a line on it. Vegas didn't put a, a line up because uh, it's just it's probably going to be a six-touchdown blowout or something. Towson, of course, Coach Loxley's uh, alma mater as he is now coaching Maryland. Buffalo is at Wisconsin. The Badgers, three touchdowns and a field goal favorite there. Toledo at Illinois. Illinois minus nine. Nine-point favorites. Uh, no disrespect to Toledo. I'm a little, I'm a little surprised at that line. Thought maybe it would be a little more. I think uh, Illinois will win by more than maybe two touchdowns, but that's where they have it. Nine. Vegas is never wrong. <laughs> also on the second, West Virginia is at Penn State. That is minus 20. I think that was a, a, a 21 points before. And Northwestern at Rutgers on Sunday the 3rd. That was minus six, six and a half. It is now seven for Rutgers, obviously with all the problems going on at Northwestern affecting the points for the way people are betting on that one. But I thought I'd put those up there on our pigskin picks. Little bit of movement in the lines as we get closer. We'll update that. And of course, the going into the first weekend, we'll actually make some picks here on on this on this segment here on Lockdown Big Ten. All right. I uh man, I appreciate you guys checking us out again. Thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. You every day is our next show. We'll have the latest from Big Ten camps and also more Big Ten expansion talk. It is not going away. Many ways for you to interact with me. Hit me up on Twitter at TalkBig10 and be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Now I'm inviting you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for all the latest and everything going on in sports. In the meantime, have yourself a great day. Thank you for checking us out. Can't wait to talk to you next time. I'm Craig Schumann for Lockdown Big Ten.